Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. This is going to be another quick hit episode for you guys this week. We had a bit of a busier week and we had all of our plans succeed for the first time in a long time (laughs) the last month or so. So uh, we're, we're kind of resetting here and getting a bunch of plans set up for the next couple of weeks, including one that is quite exciting. That's happening early April. Early April. That's the yep. next month that exists in our calendar. And uh, very, very excited about that one, and we'll tease all that stuff coming up. But uh, we wanted to just do a quick hit for you guys, give you a little beer of the week with some of the stuff that we drank throughout the week, and then tease what's coming up on the podcast. So uh, this is what you will get from us this week. Remember, you can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDiddy085 on Instagram. And uh, you can find this podcast basically anywhere you find podcasts. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, 1080thefan.com, Stitcher. Subscribe to us and rate and review us if you uh, if you would like. And it helps us out. And uh, we uh, we have been seeing all the support recently, and we very much appreciate it. You it, guys have been great. March, February were fantastic months for us. We yes, can't thank you guys enough. It has been very cool to see the increase in listeners, and uh, we very much appreciate it. And hopefully we keep doing right by you guys and make good to- content for you guys to listen to about beer because we've been enjoying it. So hopefully you guys have been enjoying it the same as we have. It's yeah, been yeah. fun. Make sure um, – I mean, I haven't really – I've had a couple people – but um, I would actually really love some of you guys to uh, not to ask anything of you, but I'd really love uh, a little more reach out on the social meds. Um, I'd, l- I'd really like to know um, what you're drinking, where you're going, what's cool, what's new stuff. It can just be, you know, I'm an Instagram kid. So if you're not an Instagram person, then, you know, then I apologize. I do get, I do get some on Twitter. So yeah, it's been But, been but nice. I, I'd love if you were just, you know, if you're at a brewery and you're like, hey, I, I got this, you know, and I'm just, oh, I'm here with the wife or I'm here with my kids or I'm here with my husband and. You know, and this is great at PDD zero eight five. Have you had this beer? Anything like that? I'd 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 love to be able to interact with you guys a little bit more. So don't be shy. Uh, I'm on Instagram at PDD zero eight five. You can follow me. You can DM me. You can tag me in anything. Uh, I just I I get kind of get stuck in my own ways sometimes, and I tend to uh, travel to the same places in terms of where I like to drink, and I tend to drink a lot of the same styles. So. Please push me, you know, let me know if there's something out there that's really great. I know Wayfinder just released a new black lager that I really want to try. Um, but let me know something out there for maybe a brewery that I'm not really familiar with or somebody I need to give another chance to um, push me. I need it. The, uh, the last tweet I got was from a, a guy who I know listens to us. He tweeted me a picture of a buoy IPA in a can. His cat hissing in the background. It was after I, I reposted our last week's episode, and he goes, hiss, terrible episode, bring me tuna, because his cat <laughs> was hissing in the background. Oh, that's hilarious. So I, I do get some of those on Twitter, so keep sending them. I appreciate it. And uh, it, it just, 
it, it makes us happy to know that you're happy listening to the podcast because we're having a blast doing it, and mm-hmm. hopefully that comes across. I was worried there for a little bit that we were gonna have we we're gonna like run out of stuff to do, but man, we got a month lined up for us right now. Yeah, I don't think there's ever gonna be running out of stuff to do. Cool. We just have to plan better. We went through. <laughs> we went through. We had a, a little slow period there for a minute. Well, we went through a month or two. I'm, I'm gonna crack this beer. I'm drinking. Oh, go for it. Um, and we'll tell you guys what that is in a second. I'm very nervous about it. Uh, we went through a month where we kind of just every Thursday before we dropped it just came in. And we're like, yeah, what are we doing today? And just kind of at the very last second decided. But this last month with all of our pre-planned stuff was awesome. Capped off by the Lewitt episode, which I thought was our best takeover episode yet. If you missed last week's episode, go give it a listen. It is I, I thought it was great. The interview was great. And it's a brewery that I bet you a lot of you guys have not been to. And it's a place that I definitely suggest you guys go to. Um, and now we've got the next month planned out as well, which we'll tell you about here in a second. But uh, it was a it was a fun week last week at Lewitt. I really enjoyed that po- that podcast. It's a it's a Lewitt's a brewery near and dear to my heart as I grew up up the street from them. I've kind of watched them grow, watched them blossom. Um, Matt and Phil were fantastic guests, and I think they had a lot of great things to say about their brewery and their progression, along with chatting about. You know, trendy styles. I think the beer of the week will surprise you guys and kind of the future of Vancouver brewing and them specifically. I It was really, really fun. I had a really great time with those guys. And we did a little bit of the Southwest Washington angle on the interview, but I still want to do that Southwest Washington interview. Whether that's at 5440, which we were trying to set up or, or anywhere else, we'd love to do that at some point as well. So you can you can catch that at some point in the future of this podcast and if there's by the way any places you want us to go to that we haven't mentioned and just let us know on social media like patrick was saying reach out to us let us know and we'll uh, we'll write it down on our list that we have and get to as many of them as we can before we get to our beer of the week Anything you want to tell about in our uh, in your week of beer? I know you said you went to an interesting place this week. Yeah, I just got I just got back from uh, the San Juan Islands. I was up there. Uh, buddy was getting married, and I was up there um, with a bunch of friends and kind of spent some days. And I, I've been up there many many times. And there's uh, I didn't get that. There's two things I wanted to do beer wise when I was up there. I got to do one. I didn't get to do the other. The one I didn't get to do to didn't didn't get to do was there's a buddy Phil who some of you listen to the podcast may know him. Phil used to bartend at Bridgetown Beer House. Then he helped open and manage Hoplandia out in St. John's. Well, he's got a new tap house bottle shop in Friday Harbor, right on the river, right on the ocean, excuse me. And I was really excited to go there, but it wasn't open until 2, and each day I was there, I had to be somewhere at 2. So I was like, ah, dang it. So I didn't get the chance to go there, but I really wanted to go there just to support, you know, a Portland guy who's done a lot for for beer in the bottle shop community, has got a new place up there. However, what I did get to do was I got to San Juan Brewing Company. Um, and it was so interesting, Mike. I, I knew I should have taken a picture, but I got lazy and didn't take a picture. <laughs> it looks like... Freem Hood River. Really? It looks it it looks like Ferment, the new spot down there by Freem, mm-hmm. and Freem had a baby and it's on Friday Harbor. So it's a little bit taller than Freem because Ferment's kind of got a couple of right, stories, right? But and... not as tall as Ferment, but you look at it and you you look like you're on the waterfront of Hood River. Yeah. So that episode we did about like brewery look and atmosphere, you go in, high ceilings, wood, industrial, you see the vent piping and all that stuff. You're, you're seeing it everywhere now, aren't it, you? It was literally <laughs> like the first thing... I, when I walked up to it, the first thing I thought was 
am I in the San Juan Islands or am I in Hood River right now? <laughs> Which kind of makes sense. You know, Friday Harbor can be, you know, San, the, the main island in San Juan's, San Juan Island specifically. You know, it can be a tourist destination. Friday Harbor tends to have a lot more of the locals. If you were really tourists, like Roche Harbor up north, northwest tends to be more of the like kind of resorty town if there is one. The island's pretty small. I've uh, never been up there before, so I'm... A- absolutely is- stunning. The weather was fantastic. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but anyway, so I went in there and I had some food. The food was really good. I had I had uh, like a, a, a poke with wonton plate sort of thing that I thought was really excellent. But I had some really great beers for them. Shockingly, did not try any of their hoppy beers. Interesting. It was because when I showed up there, I was looking at the menu and I'm usually not this kind of person because everybody wins medals and stuff like that. But on their menu, it had their ESB, their English Special Bitter. And right next to it, it said bronze 2018 GABF and nor- and gold in their Washington Beer Awards in that category. And normally I'm not somebody that kind of just buys a, buys a beer because it won a medal or something. But I really like that style. And I talk about this with with my Berlick friends all the time that no, because because they make an ESB as well, that people just don't make that style a lot. It's not super marketable, but it's a style that I really enjoy. So I'm always interested. And I saw that I was like award winning. Oh, okay, let me check this out. Had a pint of it. Thought it was fantastic. Bought a four pack and I got home and they're all gone. (laughs) I I, I took two to work uh, for, for us to try and tasting panel. And we did those today, and I don't know what happened to the other two. Oh, I gave one to my buddy Chris, okay. uh, who's a friend of the podcast, who's given us beer. So I hope hope he liked it. I'm sure he'll tell. It. And then the other one, I don't remember what we did with it, but it got, she's gone. It got it got, it got consumed yeah. in some way, shape, or form. And then the next day, I went back and I had one of their Vienna Lagers, which is another style that I really like that not everybody makes. Um, I mean, people make probably Vienna Lagers more than they make ESBs. That's your go-to. I've noticed that if you go to a newer place. You always get the Vienna lager. Yeah, if they have a Vienna always. lager, I always want to yeah. try it. And and I thought that was great. I wouldn't say it was like my favorite Vienna lager I've ever had by any means, but it was clean. I, I could not detect any flaws from what my palate could tell. Um, but I was really excited. This brewery that I hadn't been up to the San Juans in maybe four or five years. But even if they're only four or five years old, um, the quality of beers that I had was was really good. was really nice to have. That's cool. Yeah. It's it's cool to go to a new place like that and see a brewery and try it and be blown away by how good it is. Yeah, well, I mean, breweries just take time sometimes to, you know, to yeah. really get their footing. Like, I remember the first time I ever had frame beer, and I was like, good God, this is disgusting. And it wasn't until about two, three years ago when someone was like, dude, they're not disgusting anymore. You should retry their beer. And I was like, I don't know, man. The first time I had it, I did not think it was very good. They were like, just trust me. And I did, and I felt like an idiot. <laughs> so sometimes it takes some years to to figure it out. And if these guys are newish, um, kudos to you for making good beer already. I guess my week in beer wasn't too spectacular. Um, we did go back to Loyal Legion, my wife and mm. I, because we had a very special dinner out last Saturday night at a nice Japanese place. And we decided we were going to go to a bunch of places we hadn't been in that neighborhood and loyal legion was kind of on the way to that neighborhood and i was like well i was here but i was hammered i don't remember anything (laughs) and i know you haven't come here yet so we went and let me tell you something if you haven't gone there yet and you're a big beer fan like i'm assuming you are if you're listening to the podcast 99 beers on tap their options are incredible 
I was able to try a 2015 Abyss next to a 2018 Abyss from Deschutes. Ooh, nice. And see the difference, and the difference was vast, by the way. And uh, they still had all of the oligarchs on from Breakside. Fun. And I got to try a Pinot Noir barrel-aged Jubilee Ale from Deschutes. There was stuff that I had never seen before, all on tap at Loyal Legion. you walked into a good time at Loyal Legion. I did. and Their, their tap list varies from time to time. It sounds like you hit the money load. I, I hit a really good spot for, for me, specifically. I tried a culmination. I think it was the Chocolate Mountain Stout or Chocolate Milk Mountain Stout, something like that. Uh, so that was really solid. So I got to try a lot of dark beer. It was basically my my sample tray was all dark beers. Nice. And uh, my wife sampled a bunch of different lighter beers. She's more into hefts and and pails and stuff like that. So she tried some of those. But it was just a really cool experience to get to try. What do you call it when you, you said you save each year of a certain beer? A vertical. A vertical. It was almost like my own mini vertical of having the 15 and 18 Abyss right yeah, next yeah. to each other. It was. I was like, I gotta do it. I gotta try this next to next to each other, and it was really fun. Well, and the plus by having by having the fifteen on draft is going to taste way better than the bottle. Yeah, because the bottle is going to have some oxidization, which is going to change the flavor of the beer. So to be able to do that on draft is really rad. I also haven't really, in my own personal life, had aged multi-year aged beers like that, mm. where I. Uh, I'm a big fan of Deschutes. It was the first brewery I loved here. I've talked about it, I think, once before on the podcast. And when I first tried the Abyss, I was blown away. But I've only ever had the Abyss or their Black Butte 20 series. And I don't know I don't know what they call it because they just keep adding numbers. They're Black Butte Roman numeral series, I suppose. They're, they're barrel-aged Black Butte series. Yeah. Um, I've only ever had it when they get released. We would go there and it's like, oh, the, the Abyss is out. The well, new one's out. Of course I'm going to get it. And seeing it from three years ago or I guess four years ago at this point, I was like, oh. I've never tried this. Yeah. This is really cool. I think the closest I had, I talked about on the podcast, was that Yeti barrel-aged stout that I found that was a year aged by accident at the supermarket. Yeah, just because it hadn't moved. And I was like, all right, that's cool. That was the only time I've ever done that. So that's why when you bring up your vertical stuff, I'm like, this is really interesting. I got to do that. So. Well, and I think one thing that's really cool about that stuff is, you know, you may have had the 2015 Abyss in 2015. I probably did. And yeah. you can, you know, you can say to yourself when you had it oh okay i like this aspect i like this aspect and you can have that residual like thought in your brain that's like oh i liked 15 more than 16 and 17 killed it 18 not my favorite like you can have that but that's like the end of your tasting notes because if you had it in 15 unless you wrote it down somewhere mike there's no, no. way in 2019 you really know i mean i'm sure breweries run, brewers run into this all the time and you know i run into this sometimes with breakside beer it's like we have a new beer, Rhymes with Blood Orange, on tap at Slabtown, and we were talking about it today, and, you know, how does this compare to the last batch? And it's like, wow, the last time we made this beer was like a year ago. It was like, I think it's better at this aspect. I think it's not as good at this aspect, and blah, blah, blah. But you're like, maybe? <laughs> you're like, I think? You know, so it's like so you have to have a yeah. How can you note. really, really remember? And and as much as I love beer, I'm if I'm out with the wife at Loyal Legion, I'm not taking. Oh, okay, 2015 Abyss right. has these fine notes of raisins and chocolate. A little, little hazelnut it, there. It was stop know? one of five for us that yeah, day. Yeah, so yeah. it was so it was just, the beginning of a of a fun day. But it was uh, there's no way I even remember. I just remember being able to tell that 15 was aged because they had a little bit more of a funk on it. Mm -hmm. Whereas the the eight there, yeah, the 2018 was. Fresh. I knew it was a, a brand new abyss. Probably it had a little that, hotter. 
yeah, it had that rich chocolatey kind of thing going on, whereas the other one had a way more of a barrel age effect going on, which I just thought was interesting. But yeah, that's what that's what my week in beer was. And also I purchased, speaking of Deschutes, uh, I, I got a red chair for myself, which is a beer that I don't normally get. But you talked about it. It's one of my favorite beers they do. And let me tell you something. I don't know if it's I've changed from this podcast or my palate's changed. I took the first bottle out of that case and I went, oh my God, this beer is amazing. Yeah. What was I, why did I not buy this in the pre, why did, what did I have the one time that made me go, eh? Yeah, I don't know. I, excuse me. I don't, I haven't drank a ton of it this year. Um, It is not something I tend to seek out, but there are times that I've walked into a place and it's like Deschutes Red Chair on draft. And I'm like, you know what? I'll take that. Yeah. I think it's probably my favorite mass produced beer they make. Um, I think the Armory does a really good job downtown of of their small batch stuff. But as far as their large batch, mass produced, shipped everywhere stuff, I probably take Red Chair even over Jubilee. Uh, and and I mean Mirror Pond and Black Butte are Mirror Pond and Black Butte, but I, I love Red Chair. That beer is so great. The other thing too, very Northwest. Yes, hundred percent. Very Northwest. The other thing that I noticed, and it, they had a Baltic Porter, which was a small batch at the Armory downtown, mm-hmm. and. I had gone a couple times. It was on a couple times. I'm like, oh, cool. It's sticking around. It's good. It's different than the Blackview Porter because the Baltic Porter style is so, it is wildly different than the American Porter. Mm-hmm. And it's now being bottled. And oh. they're calling it the Just Tap series. And they're selling the Baltic Porter. So I'm wondering if they're going to start, and this is going to the major supermarkets, mind you. I'm wondering if they're going to start putting some of their small batch stuff into bottles to give to supermarkets. Because that, that would great. be. Uh, not that they need help or anything, but that would be a way to kind of reinvigorate supermarket buyers into buying and trying new beers. And as we talk about, you know, with Bridgeport closing and Burnside and, you know, the potential of others in the future, that I think is the route you have to take because, you know, people are already going to look at that label and say, bam, Deschutes. Oh, okay. Well, what what's the style? Oh, IPA. Well, I like Deschutes and I like IPA. So yeah, I'll drink that. And it's like a porter that's not Black Butte. And Deschutes is going to put it in bottles? Yeah. It's really good, too. I'll take a shot at that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though, like you said, the Baltic is very different than, than you know, that American-style porter that Black Butte can be. Uh, but I think, yeah, you're common, your average grocery store person. And even people in the pub, I bet you they'll sell a ton of that at the pub. Oh, I'm sure uh, well, I'm sure they have, which is probably why they bottled it. Yeah, because right? they just knew. Right. It was, it was flying off the shelves because people go and they have Black Butte porter and they're like, I'll... That's a different point. Oh, I'll try that too. Give me a little taster. Let yeah. me know. Yeah. I, I think that's a great idea for them. I'm really glad they're doing that. I, I'm excited to taste that series. So that was my beer beer week in beer, not my beer. My of the week. beer and week. That was my week in beer. You got to try a new brewery in San Juan's, which is pretty cool. Our beer of the week is terrifying, <laughs> but is uh, honestly, I've had a couple sips. I'm not hating it. Yeah, I, I am pleasantly surprised. By the beer in front of me. Would you like to explain what it is and why it is that you chose this? Sure. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's Thursday or it's post Thursday. It's supposed to rain this weekend, but today, Wednesday, that the day we're recording this and Tuesday and Monday for that matter. And I heard the weekend, I was gone the weekend, but I heard the weekend was just yes. absolute gorgeous From weather. Saturday through today, from March 17th or 17th. From March fifteenth through twentieth, it's been quite beautiful. Yeah, it's that it's that that fake March summer we get. Yeah, for like five days all yes. the time. So that comes. I think they call it false spring. False spring. Okay, <laughs> what whatever. Everything needs a name. Here's a medal too for showing up. 
Um, so I was thinking today with the nice weather, it was like, oh, you know what? I was looking in the I was looking in the in the case at the bottle shop and I was thinking, okay, what could we do? I could grab this. Level's got a new beer out. I could grab that, but we do hoppy beers frequently. Oh. Oh. This may be better in the summer, but I took it now. We are drinking the Stiegel Grapefruit Rattler right now. <laughs> this is so unlike any beer we've drank on this show. My first question after having a sip is, are we sure this is a beer? Yeah, well, not. I mean, that's a fair question to ask. Because I've seen Rattlers sold by beer companies, mm-hmm. right? Correct. And I understand that it is a type of beer, but yet when I take a sip, I feel like I'm drinking a fizzy wine. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, so I'm going to be 100% blunt. My least favorite fruit is grapefruit. Okay. There are, there are certain foods... I'm generally a very open eater, but there are certain foods I try and try again, and I just can't do. Grapefruit is one of them. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm able to have multiple sips of this and enjoy it, although the grapefruit flavor is not sitting well with me. <laughs> it's that's, big. Well, it's at the very end. It's like, hi, yeah. grapefruit, <laughs> yeah. down my throat. Um, well, and there's I, a lemon one, but I wanted to go grapefruit because I think grapefruit's the more notorious of the two. I didn't know that, so... Uh, now you know that grapefruit is doesn't sit well with me for I'll the future. Keep that in mind, but uh, it tastes like sparkling wine, a really fruity sparkling wine. It's like a boozy Lacroix. Yeah, kind of. I was thinking like a really, really extra sweet Riesling with grapefruit flavor, mm-hmm. and it is not bad at all, actually. And I can imagine sitting outside today, which I think I got up to seventy four degrees today, sitting outside, nice in the sun, warm shorts or t-shirt on whatever and drinking this i bet you or floating down a river or something i bet you this would be a nice little drink to bring along well with that's the thought and <clears throat> normally we like to pour beer into into glasses and look at it and taste the nose or smell the nose and look at the body color and blah 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 i'll tell you <clears throat> what it is sweet 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 and sweet yeah and citrus grapefruit grapefruit citrus <laughs> and and i thought with this choice because i never see somebody drink this out of a glass this is only drank out of a can so I thought, I don't know, in celebration of our false spring, as some like to call it, uh, why not get a little taste of summer? I Rattlers scare me. I forget They what, should scare you as a beer drinker. I think it was Ten Barrel had mm. one that they mass produced for a while. And my wife was... Oh, yeah, the swill. Yeah. That got recalled once. Really? <clears throat> yeah, because they were telling people to put gloves on and safety glasses and take it out to your dumpster because bottles were exploding oh wow yeah something happened i remember bad recall right before right before they got bought mm, gotcha just throwing that i i I went through a phase when i first learned of 10 barrel when we first moved here i would every week we go to the supermarket to get a different one right Mm because we only been once or twice oh yeah there was probably apocalypse and there was a ton snow and yeah there was a ton Mr. black and then swill that's my favorite one by the way and then uh, swill came out and i I didn't even look i was like oh a new timber i'll pick it up put it in the cart in the cart be careful (laughs) it might explode on you (laughs) bring it home next day or two i try it and i go what the f is this (laughs) no and I was like, Kelsey, you should try this. And that's my wife's name. And she tries it and she goes, this is amazing. And I was like, you have it. Yeah. The six pack is yours. In fact, baby, I bought it for you. I don't want this. I was thinking of only you at the store. No, I bought it for me and it sucks. <laughs> it was... By the way, I have to run to the store real quick. <laughs> 
I just I don't like Rattlers, I guess. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, this is better than that. I maybe not surprisingly. You said this is a classic it's Austrian the, it, Rattler. It's but, the most popular Rattler I'm aware of. But it, it just at least it doesn't remind me of beer, which is maybe why I liked it. the The swill still reminded me of beer. <laughs> Mixed, swill is such a terrible. It's name, awful. Too. It's awful. Such a bad name. It makes me think of really, really strong moonshine. Well, it makes me think of like, like, or like pigs. Yeah, like <laughs> a slop bucket that you know Billy Joe is. You know, like, am I drinking that? You know, like, not great. Not and we great. do, we do have that. By the way, we're going to do a beer naming podcast at some time in the next month or so. But overall, I'm, honestly, I'm surprised that I like this as much as I do. I it's fine. It, it's it's a beer for non beer drinkers. And I think most beer drinkers are not really interested in this. But, I mean, it's the summertime fruity Coors Light, basically. Well... I mean, you're looking at this beer. It is... Where is it? Where is it? I saw it. The ABV. It's like 4.9. I don't see it either. I saw it somewhere. Am I just stupid? Maybe I'm just stupid. Anyway, um, it's just a beer that you can just crush. Oh. Well, it's not the ABV, but... 40% Stiegel Goldbrow, which I'm assuming is the beer. 60% fruit soda. That's where the fruit... It's it's fruit soda. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how a Rattler beer. is. A Rattler, I had no idea. Yeah, a Rattler is basically like 50% beer, 50% fruit of some sort. A lot of them that I've had in the past are uh, lemonade. It's like lemonade meets this. Summer Shandy from Leinenkugels is like a summer citrusy wheat. It's basically a Rattler. Yeah, so but ever, if you ever had that's that, way more beery and that, that less classic lining Kugels uh, summer shandy. We all have yeah. shandy is another term for a Rattler. Gotcha. That's your lemonade and beer mixed together. So I probably had more shandies than Rattlers, um, but that's it, you know. And the one the reason I chose this is it's the most popular that I've seen. Um, it's the largest brewery in Austria. I was just looking at their website, so I'm not this smart. So I'm just reading off their website. Uh, privately owned since 1492. Um, they're Austria's largest and most successful private brewery. Um, they use all raw materials from Austria. There you go. It started in like a barn, and now <laughs> they're huge. Well, if this is going to be considered the Coors Light of Rattlers, and I'm imagining they are quite huge. Yeah, they're big. Yeah. All right. We're going 1492? Way o- yeah. That's a long time. Not as good as the the Weissen Hoff Hoffs was, was one we had from ten fifty or whatever. My buddy Chris keeps making fun of me because I don't know how to say the word. He says I pronounce it wrong, but I just know it as Vine Stefaner. So Vine Stefaner. Yeah. Okay. That that's the Gringo lang- language to speak the Munich the Munich guys. We uh, went way over our quick hit time allotment, by the way. That's so. all right. That's for you guys. We love yeah, you. We we gave you a long quick hit today. Drink some Rattlers. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. Or don't drink Rattlers if you don't want to. It's totally okay. And drink Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. Uh, and Sun River Rippin', which, by the way, I had mm. again yesterday. Mm. You are you have turned me on to that one. I had never had it, and I've now had it many times. That it beer is, so is the good. jam. So good. All right. Coming up the next couple of weeks on the podcast, Ooh. we do have some plans. This is the exciting part we of the We have podcast. some plans. We are going to do our next style podcast in the next couple of weeks. I'm not going to give you guys a specific order like I did last time, but we know these are going to happen in the next four or five weeks. We have another style that we're going to do. We're not sure which one we're picking yet, but uh, the last one we did was Ambers and Reds. So think away from that style. We'll probably try to change it up a little bit. 
We are going to do the beer branding podcast that we kind of alluded to a couple of weeks ago. And you have someone that you're going to bring on for that. Yeah, I don't have it confirmed, but I'm just going to say it now. So it makes me work on it and it makes him feel bad that I've told you guys. I should be able to snag Jeremy, who is, I believe, the founder and owner. I don't know his official title, but I'm going to snag Jeremy from Brewery Branding, who makes the Breakside hat I'm wearing and the Freem t-shirt you're wearing and everybody else's gear in town so we're gonna bring him on and chat with him and that should be fun so that'll be coming up and maybe even that might be next week um yeah we have the beer naming episode as well that we kind of alluded to a couple weeks ago that's really interesting that we want to talk about we have a sports and music podcast idea that we we ran past a dj at 94 7 you mean beer and music yes sorry beer i was thinking our beer and sports podcast beer and music podcast uh, Gustav from 94.7 agreed to hop on with us and chat with us about beer and music. So that'll be coming up. But the big whammy. Big whammy. Thank you to uh, Ben, who is one of the listeners of the podcast and reached out to me through email and gave me this contact info. We, in the beginning of April, first week of April, are going to be going to Edgefield and talking to Dan McMinimum, McMinimum himself. We're going to get a brewery tour. And we're going to do our next takeover at McMinniman's Edgefield, I'm, which I am really excited about. I'm really excited for this. Uh, buckle up. This could be a long podcast. <laughs> we might have to go through and edit it down a little bit. Um, I just, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I am, it, it's not that I'm necessarily like awestruck or anything like that. It's just, I think the McMinniman brand, you know, has so many aspects of the beer community that aren't even just beer you know, venues and and concerts they and are the distilling most... and hotels and concert venues. And I, I just, my brain is freaking out. I got to try to figure out how I'm going to. We have to corral it into some way of making it an hour podcast or yeah. maybe a little longer. Yeah, I maybe guess, a little longer, but. I'm very excited about it. They are the most unique and far spread brewery in this area. And there are so many angles we could take that I'm just giddy to get to go out to Edgefield and, and try some of the beer too. I mean, that that's a, when you think of McMinimins, it's almost like the beer gets put in the second spot right. because the locations are cool and they've got music and all the other stuff that you just mentioned, but they still make beer. Right. And they're one of the OGs that we talked about on our OG podcast way back in the day now. but And they do it on their own. Yes. There's no distributor. You can't get their beer outside of their places. Like, those are the kind of stuff I want to talk about. Like, how did that plan work? Did that Was that a risk you took? You know, is it paying dividends? I want to know about consistency from brewery to brewery, about the same recipe. Yeah, there's going to be surface stuff. I got nerdy stuff to ask. I'm, I'm excited for this one. So that'll be coming up first week of April, I believe. Uh, we're going out there on April 4th, so I believe that actually is a Thursday, so we'll probably just post it on April 4th. Yeah. If not, it's probably April 5th or somewhere around there. So keep an eye out for that. We're very excited for that one. So beer branding, beer naming, Next Style Podcast, McMinniman's Takeover, all stuff, that, and uh, beer and music, all stuff coming down the line fairly soon. And uh, that's another month and a half podcast right there oh, for I you. I love it. I'm super jacked. We're, we're ready to go. We're ready and, again, and raring to go. And again, if you guys got any ideas about where else we should check out for a podcast takeover, um, please hit us up on the social media, Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, PDD085 on Instagram. Uh, or if there's a beer of the week you want us to do for beer of the week yeah. that you tried that we haven't done yet, let us know what it is. Shoot us a picture or let us know where you found it. 
so that we can potentially find it for ourselves. Thinking about maybe chatting with, uh, I got some friends at, at Oregon City Brewing and Cold Fire. Maybe we could double up on those like we did Freem and uh, Double Mountain or do one at a time. I mean, yeah, we got tons of ideas. If you guys have ideas for you us, You mean please. Coin Toss, not Cold Coin Fire. Toss, sorry, sorry. Cold Fire is in Eugene, right? Yeah, sorry, I meant Coin Toss. Um, Coin Toss and OCB. Um, so who knows? We, we got ideas. But if there's a place you guys want us to check out, please let us know. That'll do it for us today. Next week, beer branding. Let's just lock it in now. Let's, Let's commit. That's next week's podcast. Let us know what you think. Subscribe, rate, review. We love you very much. We'll see you then. Deuces. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 